of evil, the globalists, the deep state, the cabal, the technocracy, the corrupt media want to divide and conquer us. Freedom-loving patriots, fellow MAGA cult members, those clinging to their guns and Bibles, and those awake to the reality unfolding around them. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can click on the radio replay link and listen to playbacks of any of our previous shows, and also check out the resource page. You can get the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us your questions and comments? Email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. And now you can listen and watch us live on Rumble, Friday mornings, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. All you have to do is go to our website and click on the Rumble link. Lots of stuff in the news today. It's been a busy, busy news week, as a matter of fact. I was, uh, as you might know, I was out of town for uh, a couple of weeks, actually. I don't talk about it a lot when I'm out of town because I'm afraid somebody will come uh, rob my house while I'm gone. <laughs> but, 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 but anyway, I uh, went to Ohio to visit family, and uh, my niece got married, and I uh, visited with my mom and uh, had some really uh, great quality time with her. So that's where I've been. So that's why we had a replay last week and didn't have a live streaming show last week. So I've been thinking a lot about the um, how people have just been going along. And, you know, I've done numerous opening monologues about that, about how people have just been going along. And I want to keep pushing that message. And the reason I want to keep pushing that message is because the left and those that would seek to take over everything and institute this new world order, this Agenda 2030, and cram all this socialism crap down our throats— are repeating their message over and over and over again. And this is how they brainwash people. So you might say I'm doing a little bit, little bit of counter-brainwashing. I'm going to include Stella just a little bit in this opening here. Stella? Yes? What if I was to tell you the sky is red? Uh, I'd say no, it's blue. No, Stella, look at that pretty red sky. The, the sky sure is red today. If I looked at it long enough, maybe? Mm, maybe. I sure do love the red sky. Stella, I love the morning red sky, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go, agreeing with it, right? <laughs> Falling for it. <laughs> Did you know that seven to ten times of hearing a message is all it takes to brainwash people? How many? Seven to ten times. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. Remember... Two weeks to stop the spread. Stop the spread. Two weeks to stop the spread. Just two weeks. Two weeks to stop the spread. Oh, well, now it's going to be 30 days, but that's okay. We're still going to stop the spread. They said that over and over and over again. By this time, the government had everybody so scared that most people believed when they said, mask, protect. Masks save lives. Masks save grandma. Masks will save your dog. <laughs> love your neighbor and mask up. Because if you don't mask up, you just don't love people. Stay six feet apart. Some people believed this so much that they are still wearing those stupid, useless masks. I've seen them. Yes. Then most of you were primed to believe the next thing. Vaccines save lives. The vaccine protects you and those around you. If you don't get the shot, you'll kill your grandma. 
Get the vaccine and save lives. Arm yourself against COVID. We can do this. Let's take COVID down. Free COVID shots. Get tested. Keep getting tested. It's up to you. Safe and effective. Be patriotic. Get the shot today. Because if you don't get the shot, you're just un-American. These messages were everywhere. TV, social media, billboards, emergency road signs, in your mail. It was constant. No wonder so many Americans caved. Or was it an all-out brainwashing of the entire world like nothing we've ever seen? A psychologist by the name of Robert, and I hope I say this name right, Zajonk, coined a term known as the mere exposure effect. In terms of communications, it means that repeating a message leads to familiarity, God, word's tough, which leads to preference. Sending a message more than once may be more effective in getting someone to take action because they develop a preference for it. I believe that this is what has been done to the masses all over the world over the past three years. And now that I think about it, it's been a lot longer than that. To a certain extent, we have all been brainwashed by those in positions of power as a means of manipulating us. That would even include me. I didn't realize that. In the 1950s, a series of experiments were conducted by a psychologist named Solomon Ash. These experiments were known as the Ash Conformity Experiments or the Ash Paradigm. It was a study to see if and how individuals yielded to or defied a majority group and the effect of such influences on beliefs and opinions. In this study, Ash brought together one real participant with a group of paid actors who were instructed to give the wrong answers to a series of easy questions. This test was designed to see how many people would adopt the answers that they knew to be wrong in order to conform to the deception of the paid group's fake actors. Ash found that people were willing to ignore reality and give an incorrect answer in order to conform to the rest of the group. As a control, Ash had a control group that gave the answers via private written test without any verbal group dynamic. In the control study, almost 100% of the subjects answered correctly absent of any social pressure. There exists a group of powerful people in this world today who understand and who use physiological studies like this ash experiment to control and mold society. They understand as well that if they can manipulate the thinking of the masses into accepting all manner of nonsensical things, then they can control and mold society as they see fit. That's exactly what they're doing, people. Crimes against humanity are being perpetrated by this same group of people who desire total control over the world. The age-old attempt to rule the world, I don't know why anybody would want to do that, honestly, it's just way too stressful, once seen in Alexander the Great and the Roman Empire, as well as a plethora of psychopaths, is once again playing out before our very eyes. Only now it is being accomplished by way of subversion, deception, and manipulation, rather than direct overt violence. Harm is being visited upon society, only now it's being done in secret ways, allowing for plausible deniability. There are many people who will tell you that my views are just conjecture based on my subjective understanding. And they call my views conspiracy theories as a means of destroying outright any dissent within the hive culture of the blind masses. For more than two years now, I have attempted to get people to think for themselves and ask questions, even question what I'm saying. Let's have a discussion. 
by describing some of the lies being fed to our society through various media sources. That includes a lot of different things nowadays. Television, radio, print ads, social media. It seems that many people today desire the bliss of ignorance. This ignorance is understandable when you're somewhat surviving in the Polish ghetto, but becomes totally unacceptable when you're being marched into a gas chamber. We're getting closer to that every day. The spirit of Hitler is alive and well, but now exists within a small collective of elites who are ravenous and openly taunt eugenicists. This organization, however, is not some fringe group. It includes policymakers from around the world. These psychopaths are employing a Universe 25 experiment on us, only now it's done not with mice, but with humans. Now you're wondering, well, what's a Universe 25 experiment? It's an interesting read. I would do a little bit of research on that. I'm going to tell you basically what it is, a little bit. This experiment involved a colony of mice. Officially, the colony was called the Mortality Inhibiting Environment for Mice. Unofficially, it was called Mouse Heaven. Biologist John Calhoun built the colony at the National Institute of Mental Health in Maryland in 1968. It was a large open pen, a four and a half foot cube, with everything a mouse could ever desire. I would imagine there weren't any cats there. Plenty of food and water, a perfect climate, reams of paper to make cozy nests, and 256 separate apartments accessible via mesh tubes bolted to the walls. Calhoun also screened the mice to eliminate disease, free from predators and other worries. A mouse could theoretically live to an extraordinarily old age there without a single worry. Does sound familiar, people? But the thing is, this wasn't Calhoun's first rodent utopia. This was the 25th iteration. And by this point, he knew how quickly mouse heaven could deteriorate into mouse hell. In short, some of the results of these Universe 25 experiments included the following. See for yourself if any of these things fit within our society today. Hyper-aggressive females who were void of any maternal instincts. Homosexuality grew significantly within the population. Males became interested in and only cared about eating and sleeping. Note that 7 million American males of working age are not employed and don't want a job. A great increase in violence. Lower birth rates. Population decreased greatly towards extinction. We are being lied to on a daily basis about everything. It's only lately become obvious. Unfortunately, so many people have been put into a state of information overload and are experiencing total cognitive dissonance that they can no longer see it. Their way of life is being destroyed before their very eyes and they don't even realize it. Why do you believe Ukraine good, Russians bad? Before all this started, did you know anything about Ukraine? Have you ever even heard of Ukraine? Do you really know the truth about 9-11? How about the shooting of JFK? Has the U.S. government been, in fact, reverse engineering UFOs and dissecting extraterrestrials? The evidence seems to be coming out that they have. Believe it or not... For years, anyone that has questioned the validity of the official explanations given by the government has been labeled a conspiracy theorist, a crackpot, a tinfoil hat idiot, and even had their reputations and careers ruined. Now that there are a few honest elected officials digging for the truth, it has become obvious that our government, along with the unconstitutional three-letter agencies they created, filled with heavily entrenched, unelected bureaucrats, is working against us, we the people. These evil despots laugh at us as they plan their next scheme to fool us into submission as they fly around in their private jets, enjoy a life of luxury in one of their many mansions, and tax us all into oblivion, 
all while forcing us into electric cars and working to take away our gas stoves. The other day at the U.S. Capitol, a group of children had gathered to sing the national anthem of our country inside a building that belongs to we the people with a crowd of people watching. Before the children were done singing the song, and by the way, they sounded amazing, a Capitol Police officer approached their singing director and demanded that they stop. They did, before the song was over. There's proof of this, that it happened. It's exactly what happened. And even despite that, the fact that there is proof out there, the media is lying to you and telling you that they were allowed to finish. No, they weren't. The question I have is this. Why did the crowd of people watching not finish the song? I'm telling you, if I would have been there, I would have, when they stopped singing, I would have kept singing that damn song and I would have completed it. And I would have encouraged other people that were standing around to join in. Now, based on what I've seen over the past couple of years, I think a lot of Americans are cowards and I may have been the only one singing, but I would have done it probably would have been arrested for it, but that's okay. The tyrants that have taken over our country play a game to own your mind. They play this game because we allow them to. It's time to stop playing their game and take back what is ours. So there you go. That was a little bit of a collaboration between uh, two of my assistant writers, Corrine Rios and Robert Jackson in Texas. And uh, we all kind of work together on that. And uh, so, Stella, how you doing? I haven't decided yet. It's kind of early for me. Kind of early? Yeah, I'll decide around 11. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a guest in the studio with us today. Yes, we do. Jason, now correct me if I pronounce this wrong, Valencourt? That's correct. Oh, I did that right. All right. <laughs> so, Jason, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born uh, free here in New Mexico at, at Presbyterian Hospital right around the corner. And I love the state. And I was fortunate enough that my mom moved us to San Diego when I was young. And so my primary education took place out there. And I came back to uh, New Mexico already in trouble. Um, and my parents thought, sending me to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, to live with my grandparents would solve all of my problems. So that didn't work. Uh, I spent a year down there, moved up to Albuquerque, and have pretty much been here ever since. So um, I ran for office a couple of years ago for State House for District 28. I'm the former uh, vice chair of the state party for the Libertarian Party of New Mexico. I got into all of this because a guy basically challenged me and said, what do you do? And I thought about it and all I did was type and talk yang to people. So I decided that he was right and that I had to get up off my couch and go do something. And that's been a whirlwind. I, I've just been involved in so many different uh, efforts to try to make New Mexico better. And really, I, I, these efforts, in my opinion, aren't necessarily even to make New Mexico better. It's just to make New Mexico, New Mexico again. Um, I think we're unique. I think we're special. Uh, I think each state in the union is. And I think they're taking those identities away from us. Um, I don't think we're allowed to be New Mexicans anymore. They ripped down our 400-year-old ob obelisk. Um, whether whether you like Don Juan Oñate or not, I'm I'm not a fan, but he's a historical figure and he matters. And they ripped him down too. And so I'm just you know here to try to get a message out there that this is our state. Uh, they don't know who we are, and if we all kind of pull together and work together, they will go running from us. They will be frightened of us. They but, will. I have to we agree with that, that, you know, because the people that are actually here causing all the mass craziness are not from here. They're not even from the United States. The ones that tore down and out, they were Pakistanians, I believe. They weren't even from the United States. So, yeah, 
Well, you know, still a lot of these people are paid protesters. Of course they are. You know, I, I, I talked about that on a show um, months ago in which there are actually websites you can go to and you can become a paid protester. They pay very well. Yeah, they do. I, I always said that, you know, I worked, I, I did get to work in politics where I actually got a paycheck and I worked for a nonprofit and um, I didn't make any money. And I, the two years that I did it, I noticed how much money they were making the people that were pushing this agenda and, and love this narrative that we have to, to swallow every day, they were making money, <laughs> real money mm-hmm. and livable money. And I'm, I'm knocking 13,000 doors in six weeks and I'm making 175,000 phone calls in a year and I'm barely surviving, but I loved it. And so I did it with all of my heart, but ultimately I got to a place where I, I had to go back to, you know, being able to provide for my family. So, uh, I jokingly told people all the money's on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jason, tell me, what do you think about uh, my open there? What I was talking about? Have you seen that uh, yourself as well? And also, you know, the question I have to ask is, I did not realize until the past couple of years how asleep I personally was. You know, there was some, enough stuff happened where I just finally one day something clicked. And I just had enough. And so I, I, it's like I saw everything. It's like this flood of ideas came into my head. It's like, what the heck? And I became activated in what is going on. And it's like a lot of people, I believe, are still in that, that slumber and that they're, they're still it's under peaceful. that spell. It is. You know, I remember before 2001, um, I was at Lake Powell on September 11th, um, and there was no cell phones, there was no news. We're sitting in a cove pretty much all by ourselves, and this woman drives up to us on a boat, and she says, we're under attack. And we go to the marina because we got to get information on what's going on. And, you know, we get the little bit of information that we can get and we're all back out on the houseboat in the cove and it's a family, you know, there's three different families on this boat and, and we take a vote, you know, it's a Wednesday, I think is what it was. And, or it was a Tuesday and we took a vote. Are you going to stay? Are we going to stay for the rest of our vacation? or Are we going to leave? And we decided to stay and, it gave me a different perspective about September. I came back a week later. I saw everything a week after it happened. I didn't have the same emotion of it happening live. Mm-hmm. From the minute I saw it, I said, something is amiss. And I've been labeled ever since. And you talked about your opening monologue. And, you know, um, think about what they call us. They call us names. They don't engage in discourse. They call us names, right? They call me an election denier because since 2000, since the hanging chads of Florida, I've been screaming from the rooftop, our elections are wrong. Mm-hmm. They're, they're manufactured. Let's fix them. You know, I lived in Florida during that election at that point in time. I would have gone and fought for a guy I, I barely voted for, George W. Bush. I barely voted course, for him. Of course, now we're finding out he wasn't as good a guy as we thought he was, well, which is disappointing. I knew that at the time. I was a, a, as sad as it is, I was a John McCain guy in 2000 because I didn't know anything about him. I was a robot. I was a good yeah. soldier for the GOP, and I was going to go to Florida and fight. And so uh, that's where it all started for me with election integrity was 2000, they convinced me that we won that election and I was willing to go fight. I found out later, guess what? (laughs) Al Gore might have actually won that election. So when I learned these things, I I try to be principled. You know, it's hard, but I try. And I didn't want to be part of it. I didn't want to be part of that that mess, so I wanted to go fix it. And what I learned was voting for John Kerry in 2004 was not going to fix my 2000 vote and wasn't going to fix (laughs) any of this nonsense. And that is when I slowly started to walk away from the Republican Party. And I thought I found the perfect party and the Libertarian Party. We were so principled, yada, yada, yada. And then I learned that political parties are what our forefathers warned us most about. And there's a reason that they did. Oh, but, oh, yeah. But so to get back to your opening monologue, all I could think about was follow the science. They kept telling us that we wouldn't follow the science. Mm-hmm. You were talking about masks. I'm an asthmatic. 20 years ago, I had this epiphany that if I wore masks, I could breathe better. 
I did all the research 20 years ago and it was solid and it said do not wear these masks for prolonged periods of time one as an asthmatic you're really going to start seeing bad effects from it mm-hmm. two as a regular person same thing you know and these paper masks and that's what we predominantly see don't we we see these paper yeah, masks which are symbolic they do absolutely nothing One, 100% agree you know if they do wearing, nothing they do zero if you're wearing an N95 I probably give you a little wink like okay at least you're playing the game right you know what yeah. I mean or at least you're trying to but everybody's in cloth masks and paper masks and I I it's difficult for me not to just engage them right away and say you know you told me to follow the science last but not least in in elections, we have something called the law of large averages because we do millions and millions and millions of votes. Okay. No time in the history of science have we counted millions and millions of anything where we didn't average it out using a principle and a, and a, a scientific principle called the law of large averages. The only time in my life I've ever seen the law of art law, the law of large averages um, completely go awry is in 2020. And I'm not somebody who wants to go rewind 2020. My mission, quite honestly, since you guys let me on your show is called paper ballots and hand counts. We have models all over the world. Totally for that that have done this. Iowa's our only state model that we have in the United States that I know of, but we have counties all over the the country that are doing it as well. But Finland, France, Germany, um, all of these countries have decided to get away from software. And I'm just begging you all, as somebody who worked in the software development industry for 20-something years for a manufacturer who played with all the rest of the manufacturers and never met anybody in that entire industry that had the integrity to do election software. And I met good people. I'm not in any way trying to disparage any of them. I'm saying that none of us have the the integrity. To you know, do I, I think, you know, being as you, that's something you like to talk about. I'd like to talk about that a little bit after the uh, the break, because we're coming up on the break here okay, in, no in, in a few seconds. I, um, you know, I happen to know, I watch OAN a lot. It's one of the few news, uh, cable news people that I actually tr- trust what they say. And they were playing a collage of Democrats and experts before the 2020 election. 2016. Well, they, they said it was even before the 2020 election. Oh, sure. Okay, yes. which, okay. And they were talking about how these, how these, these machines uh, can be hacked and, and they're just full of vulnerabilities. Anyway. We'll talk about that Please, after the break. Please, if you don't mind. It's, yeah, my, yeah. it's my passion edition. Yes. <laughs> so we'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We will be right back. Since they said you have to wear a mask, I'm not wearing a a trailer to haul something around check out my friends at jp trailer sales they've been doing business in albuquerque for seven years whether you're hauling cars landscaping equipment dirt or your favorite off-road toys jp trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs they have open trailers enclosed trailers and can even do special orders you'll always receive great friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, 
personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. To Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with our guest Jason Valencourt. We kind of uh, opened up a can of worms there at the end of that uh, last segment, and 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 I told Jason, I said, you know, Jason, the way we do things around here is, yeah, I prepare an outline because I don't ever want to be caught, uh, you know, with uh, with no content. But at the same time, if I bring a guest in and I find out that they've got something really interesting to talk about. Hey, let's go there, okay? Um, nothing's written in stone on this show. That's what I like about it. So, we touched, in my mo- opening monologue, I mentioned about how the government, how it's become blatantly obvious that they lie to us about everything. This makes you question everything that we've ever been told about anything. And evidence has come out, some interesting evidence about the JFK thing, the UFOs, the aliens, and I'm not talking about the illegal ones crossing at the southern border. I'm talking about actual extraterrestrials. (laughs) There, There are credible people out there that are actually saying that, no, that's real. They've been dissecting them. They've been experimenting on them. It's real. The UFOs are real. And we're not talking about just one. We're talking about a whole bunch of them. And then there is the question about, and I don't know how many people have gotten mad at me about this one, about questioning what happened on 9-11. Now, turns out during the break, I was talking to Jason. Jason's got some, that's something he's really passionate about. He's got a lot of great information on it. So let's go there. Let's talk about that. Let's not be afraid to talk about what we know. Absolutely. Be, you I know? mean, and I, I, I'm kind of a facts-driven guy. I don't like to spew misinformation. So I spent thousands and thousands of hours, as I told you earlier, I, I came back 
a week after it happened. And I didn't, I wasn't privy to the 24 hour news cycle every single day. I, I literally came back and had a different perspective. And my perspective was, this is funky. This is foul. There, there's something seriously wrong here. And the more research I did, the more I proved myself right over and over and over again. And the, the question I would ask everybody right off the bat is how do you think we find a pristine passport at the bottom of, you know, the rubble of all of this destruction, um, conveniently, you know, and of the, of what was considered one of the, the scariest terrorists in the world, Mohammed Atta. So, uh, it, it starts with that. It starts with, you know, I can't remember now. I used to talk about this all the time, but seven or nine of the hijackers still being alive after it took place. And, you know, that was one of the things that the government came back with that was actually kind of a reasonable answer, which was this was identity theft. And that made sense to me. However, they never gave us the names of those seven people you know, which 20 something years later, and we still don't know the names of those other people. By, by the way, everybody, I want to remind you, if you're watching the show live on Friday morning, uh, you can call in and you can join the conversation, 505-444-5059. And not only that, but um, as of on the last show, I had mentioned that I'm now monitoring the all the social medias that we're we're streaming on so that'd be twitter rumble and facebook and i'm watching the live chat on those right in front of me as we go so when you if you send something in the chat uh you know like like uh michael uh michael and mike i've, I've seen the two of you on on facebook thank you for watching i i've been seeing your comments and you mike asked about well ask why ukraine well i did as you noticed in the opening monologue and who knows maybe we'll get there um <clears throat> There's so much else to talk about. And, uh, Michael, you said Democrats want to erase history and substitute their own. Yes. Yes, that's exactly what they're trying to do. That's that's the whole purpose behind tearing down the statues and 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 getting rid of names of military bases from, you know, Confederate people, which was an agreement that was made at the time uh, that they would be named. You know, they were trying to, you know, develop a peace between the two sides. And that was part of the deal. Well, now they're reneging on that deal. It's like, why do we want to eliminate history that maybe we're not proud of? You know, just like, and I've mentioned this before, there was a, some, a reporter that went over to Japan and went over to Nagasaki and Hiroshima. They're doing it over there, too. Those kids that are born over there have never know nothing about the nuclear bombs that wiped those places out back during That's World tragic. War. They don't know anything about it. So, um. Yeah, let's get on the 9-11 topic. Sure, why not? Um, in the light of everything that's coming out now, um, something I saw is that, you know, and I talked about this on a previous show, and I actually had somebody, a, an ex-federal employee that had a high security clearance, confirm for me that, in fact, Project Bluebeam is a real thing. Okay. Now, a lot of people that had talked about that over the years were called conspiracy theorists, but mm -hmm. in fact, it's real. Yes, the government has found ways to project holographic uh, images in apparently thin air, um, which a lot of people didn't know that was possible. I, I mean, I didn't know it was either. Um, I'm an engineer myself, and I thought about ways to do that. Well, if you haven't seen the video of the whale in the gymnasium. Yes, amazing. You know, I mean, that's that's how advanced the technology was back then. So I can assure you that the hologram technology that they're capable of today uh, would be frightening. So as it relates to the 9-11 attacks, sure. okay, a lot of us, I happen to be watching it live as it was happening on, on the news. And I saw, you know, the planes coming in and apparently hitting the buildings. But there was another person that didn't buy it, you know, buy the, um, what they were being shown. And they, they looked at the video of that, one of the planes that came in and hit one of the buildings. And... Rather interesting, when they zoomed in on the image of the plane hitting the building, by some magical means, the plane appeared to just kind of, when it contacted the building, the plane just kind of just evaporated away and disappeared. Um, so it didn't 
impact, the whole plane didn't impact the building. Matter of fact, it appeared to be a holographic image of a plane hitting the building, which makes you wonder, were they using this blue beam? This is something almost should be on my other show, but um, no, I, I, I think it, it relates to this, is that were, were they really planes? Were they, were they missiles with holographic projections over them to make them look like planes? I, I can't speak to, to the two towers. Um, I, you know, I've seen all sorts of different video, whether it's doctored or not, I couldn't even tell you, um, of the images that you just spoke of, whether one, it's a hologram, um, or two, uh, it was not a commercial airliner. Um, I've seen videos of the planes where there's no markings of United or American on either of the planes. Um, but and, and I would just tell you, as somebody who works in fire protection, that it became very interesting to me, this idea of this building falling down um, because of fire, right? Steel high-rise buildings hadn't in the history of, of the world ever fallen down because— Lots of, of buildings over history have caught on fire and burned really, really bad and not fallen down. Right, for 20 years. And then they, yes. of course, will tell you, well, a plane hit it and obviously it affected the structural integrity of the building. But then— you know, engineers are engineers and, and they're amazing people because they think about things that I kind of normal people don't really think about. They think about contingencies. They think about worst case scenarios and that's what they're paid to do. And we should all be grateful to, to engineers in the world because they honestly make the world. So I, I'm not an engineer in any way. I'm a sales guy. So, you know, don't trust anything I say, I would tell you right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, but um, what I, what I learned, uh, is about <clears throat> what we call, um, controlled demolition and what we would call, uh, fire induced collapse of a building. And there was no such thing really as a fire induced collapse of a steel high rise building, uh, until 2000, uh, 2001. So, what concerns me about those buildings in particular uh, is the science. Again, you know, I, I tell people, let's follow the science. Science says that if a building, uh, you know, a 47-story building or a 144-story building falls down at free fall speed, and that's critical, that's a, a scientific term, free fall speed, at free fall speed on its own footprint, that there's only one way that can happen. And that was validated by one of the five biggest controlled demolition experts in the world, Danny Jawinko, who was caught off guard by a local news station in Sweden or Switzerland or wherever he was from. I can't remember what Scandinavian country it is, but he was the expert that our government had used to convince everybody that uh, these were not controlled demolitions. Hey, Jason, can you hold that thought for sure. a second? We so have an sorry. incoming call. Let's see who it is. Go ahead. You are listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Yeah, you were talking about uh, 9-11 just now? Yes. Yeah, there's. Um, I fully expect your government, your fake government, probably did, at the very minimum, allow that attack to go forward, and therefore they're basically responsible for it as if they did it themselves. And at worst, they assisted the buildings to come down. However, there are things that, that uh, I hear over and over again that I don't agree with, like the, you know, maybe there are holographic abilities to do such things. However, you're forgetting that in order, it doesn't do you any good to have a holographic image of a plane uh, cloaking a missile or covering for explosives already in the building if there's a radar history uh, recorded uh, that can be subpoenaed to see if there was an act, if there were actual radar tracks. There's also eyewitnesses that see planes. There, I mean, there were uh, more than two planes, and there are eyewitnesses that see planes that saw planes go by. You know, and there's wreckage in the field in Pennsylvania and bodies on the ground there. Mm. And um, and when I, as an airline transport pilot, at when I watch every piece of video that I've ever seen of those aircraft uh, present just exactly as I would expect them to present. 
Um, I don't see any uh, indication of fake videos as far as a plane traveling across the sky and as far as a plane vaporizing upon impact with a building. That's what I would expect it to do at, you know, 300, 400, 500 miles an hour, whatever they were doing when they hit the hit a building with all that steel framework, which is essentially a cheese shredder. Hey, da- da- so David, expect- can you answer quite? Yeah. I didn't know you were an ATP. Yeah, well, really? I did. Wow, okay. Um, and I've, so- been, I've been one since I was 23 years old. Well, okay. That's something new I just learned about you. David used to... David called in on my other show that I used to be on too. Um, so here's a question that and, I had. And David, I don't know if you heard me, but I, I was not willing to speculate on, on the planes being holographic or anything. Uh, I, I just, honestly, I, I've seen so many different videos that there's no way I would speculate that it, I, I, the one thing I would tell you is I don't know that they were commercial airliners. That's the one thing I would say is yeah. that that is not definitive in my mind. Yeah, uh, you're right. We could track those. We could track that that radar, which I don't know why that hasn't been done. Um, to, which you know they they do show you those flight patterns, um, especially of the guy that did the big U-turn in Ohio, the the professional, uh, you know, Air Force pilot type uh, U-turn in Ohio to come back and hit the Pentagon. So uh, yeah, I think those those flight lines uh, are probably very key um to whether or not those were real planes that hit that building but you know from, well, even, from that point forward more, I, I that's where i start even, talking even more so than that you got a, you got how many hundreds of people on each plane right. that all have a history and a ticket and a bank account and a family it's just too it's too hard to fake uh, you you can't uh, get that many people in on the conspiracy to say to to say that oh yeah i lost a family i had a family member on that plane and and they're dead, you know, to invent a person that that either existed or didn't exist. It, it's too much to fake to do that. It's much easier to do it for real. Well, there are some uh, interesting was, stories what, what, out there about that too, David. Have you seen those? Well, no, I haven't. I mean, there are there are how many are how many are some? If there are six, if there are twelve, if there are fifty, but there were you know, there's five hundred people involved, uh, plus or minus, you know, You're, maybe more. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would say 500 you know, people, too. The, you know, the thing I'm, the thing I'm just places. saying here is I'm asking questions because it doesn't seem to add up just like so many other things we've been told. Over well, the time. rest of it certainly right. doesn't. The falling down at what? free fall speed on their own footprint. What? Well, there's, I got I to gotta interrupt on that one, too, that the, the building fell just exactly as, well, put it this way, my grandfather, who was an engineer, when I was four years old, observing me for years, uh, told my mom, uh, he's going to be an engineer. And that building fell exactly how I would expect it to fall because the, 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 the vector lines of gravity go to the center of the earth. And so if you have a free fall speed and, and though, David, I, I, you can, you can talk about it falling on its own footprint and, and all of that, that's fine. But in order for that building to fall at free fall speed, you need to take out in the, you, entirely the resistance of anything. So um, how does no, that No, that's not, that's not true. And that's not true. And let me explain it to you. Okay. The, when, when you interrupted me, I was about to tell you that I did spend an hour researching the numbers as far as the, the, the specifications, like the weight of the building, um, uh, PSI, cubic weight per cubic foot, weight per floor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Have you? Yes, to be honest with you. And I also okay, studied so what, the fire so what, loads. Then tell me what is, then tell, I, I'm, on a, I'm on a line here, and I want to continue on my line if, if you want me to participate. Um, the, so the line of thought that I'm trying to communicate to you is that I did do, do those specs, and so you said you did as well. So, for instance, do you remember the, the weight of the building above the fault line? I No, honestly, it's been 20 years. I couldn't oh, possibly okay. remember well, I just the did weight it, just a, I just Well, I just did it a couple of years ago, and the weight, the weight is immense. We're talking about millions of, uh, and I, well, I'm not even going to say it because I'll, I'll get my David, own can you answer a question again. for me? At what temperature I does can? But you haven't answered. You haven't. You haven't heard me. Yet. You haven't heard me out yet, sir. Okay. And and media people do this all the time. They constantly redirect and don't allow a person to finish their thought. So I will. I will submit 
to you interrupting me and answer your question. But then if you want me to participate in your thing here, I want to continue on the thought line that I called with. So go ahead with your no, question, no, sir. No, you go ahead and continue. on. Yeah, your... I mean, just okay, David, go ahead with your line of thought. I, mean, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, the weight of the building above the fault line is more than you can than, than the average person could ever imagine. They don't take it into account. And then you have a, pl- a plane. You take the you know the, the six hundred thousand pounds of plane or whatever it weighs, and you drive it at uh, approaching six hundred miles an hour into that structure, and 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 it uh, is, is the equivalent of a, of a earthquake uh, hitting that you know an earthquake hitting that part of the building. Uh, what twenty on the Richter scale? Uh, I don't know. And and so it shakes off the protective fire coating that's on there's no way that fire coating any fire coating invented could withstand the impact of that plane so it removes much of that fire protection and then you have the, all of that fuel uh, immediately just fireball and and a continuing fire enough to you don't have to melt steel if you've ever done any work in the shop on your farm all you got to do is warm the steel until it starts to get a little bit pink and as soon as it gets a little bit pink, you can just take a hammer and start to bend it. You don't need 600,000 pounds going 600 miles an hour to bend it. You just need your little arm and your little hammer, and you can start to bend it. And then and what, what uh, the, temperature the, 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 is the that fire at? protection. Do you know? It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of irrelevant, but it's down around a thousand degrees, and and, and actually lower. You know, steel starts to get, steel starts to get cherry red. Or starts to you can see color pink color um, as it gets as it warms to red hot and then white hot and then it then it drips off and glo- globs and drips but it starts you can see reddish color at i don't at know 750 800, 800 1800 1800 is when the the steel beams that we're specifically talking about start to weaken 1800 degrees that, that says melted about 22 2500 Okay, well, it, it doesn't matter because it's e- it's, you will easily so, – so go ahead and take some jet fuel and do your own little experiment. Build a, build a little uh, uh, steel uh, – you're interrupting me. You're, you, it, I'm just confirming you. You're interrupting you. me. You're right. You're you, interrupting there was 47 me. floors worth of jet fuel. What do you talk 47 floors worth of jet fuel? What are you talking about? The explosion that, that we're talking about that weakened all of the fire protection on the the core beams um, was, uh, we did the math on it, and the, we're giving it a nice conservative estimate, so that means that we're covering more floors than we absolutely have to, but... Um, the amount what, of fuel... Wait, 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 wait so I can impact. understand you. You interrupted me. Hello? Go ahead. You interrupted me. And and now we're entertaining your interruption instead of what I was trying to tell you. And so let's entertain your interruption. You said jet fuel to cover 47 floors. So what you're what you're wondering, because I'm not quite clear on what you're trying to say, is whether the amount of jet fuel the jet is carrying could could uh, cover 47 floors and warm all of those 47 floors with the beams. Is is that what you're saying? I'm talking about 47 fo- floors worth of fire protection. Uh, the the uh the fire coating. Okay. Okay. What you're, what you're saying, if I, if I understand you, you're questioning whether that impact would shake the fire coating from all 47 floors. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm giving the 47 floors. I'm saying that that's what we, that's what we came up with was that, that, that impact could affect 47 floors worth of, uh, worth of the fire protection, um, coating on those beams okay that supports my allegation i'm not sure what you're trying to, to to communicate with that fact what are you trying to communicate what's the greater idea beyond was, that fact i was validating your 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 statement okay i appreciate that and and i, I didn't i didn't recognize that it's okay okay i'm not nearly as I, I didn't recognize that adversarial as you think i am <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, right, but based on the pre based on the previous, um, you, I had been backed onto my heels and expected it 
to be. I'm sure you understand enough psychology that you can understand that you put me back on me heels like that. And so I expected the next thing that you would come with would not be different than the previous things that you had come with in my estimation. Well, David, let me tell you, on, on here, it's like we, we like to have a, an open exchange of ideas, and that's what we're having here. So it's like, that, I, that's great. I, 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 you know what? I grew, I grew up in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Now, so you're, make, you're making a New Yorker out of me, and not, meaning I don't, I'm not going to wait till people finish uh, their sentences before I start talking. I grew up in Minnesota where we did wait until someone finished yeah. their thoughts meaning a period or a question mark or an explanation point. And then there was a pause for a very a brief period of time indicating that it was now my turn. No, That's how I, I grew up communicating. David, I, I understand, but, you know, we do have a limited amount of time here, so let's let's try to stay on the topic. I don't care. Bye. Oh, okay. Thank you for calling. I think the point that I was trying to make was that the math that that we've seen, um, first of all, those fires that we're talking about never got over 800 degrees um, other than the initial uh, impact. Um, And that was, you know, if you know anything about uh, jet fuel, it's not a a fuel that sustains a burn. It's a a flash. Um, It happens very quickly, and it did. And we estimated that about 47 floors uh, could have have lost their, uh, the core fire protection to those beams. I I was trying to validate the fact that, Mm. that there, that that did actually. Well, you know, I, I heard um, someone talking about the thing with the jet fuel and things like that, about how, you know, airplanes, they store the fuel in the wings. Okay. That's where the fuel is stored. That, being as you saw that explosion when the plane hit the building, that all of that fuel would have burned almost instantaneously. Right. That flash you saw was all the fuel. That's Whereas an explanation I have heard some people say is that, oh, well, it dumped the fuel inside the building. It basically saturated the building, kind of like when you take charcoal lighter fluid and you soak down your char- charcoal briquettes and, and light it, and it takes a little while for it to go through until it finally uh, you know, catches everything on fire and heats everything up to a temperature in which you can sustain a burn. But the person I, I listened to about this, they were talking about that explosion you saw would have been all of the jet full boom gone. Correct. That's you know that's right there. Just correct. So that the the concept of it saturating the building uh, to sustain a fire doesn't sound right. Well, we have the thermal imaging from those fires. You know, they didn't just the planes didn't just hit and the buildings fell. You know, which would be more, in my opinion, supportive of what David was saying. Um, and and they, in my opinion, there's no way they would have fallen on their own footprint. But I'm not going to argue with David on that that science because I I didn't do any of the math on on why they would fall on their own footprint because we all watched them fall on their own footprint. What I wanted to to argue more with David than anything, and you know, in in the nicest way possible is that um, it's the free fall speed, David. Look at how fast the building falls. And he's telling me it's the weight on top of the building, Jason. That's the reason this building falls so fast. And and I, look, I would love to agree with him. So the point you're, okay, I get the point you're making. The point you're making is that, okay, let's say, for instance, that, okay, the, the top part of the building where the plane hit, uh, the all the metal structure got heated up and it finally gave under its own weight. Right. Um, would it have, would the entire building have fallen almost simultaneously like it did? It looked an awful lot like a controlled demolition to me. Or, okay, let's say that there was enough weight up there, and I've heard people usually, you know, comparing it to like a pile driver or something like that. You have all this weight. Okay, you have these floors. They collapse. They free fall down to the part of the building that's not on fire. Uh you're you're saying, and I think I I think I see your point here is that the building would not have fallen that fast. It might have gone boom. It might have taken the whole building down. Maybe I still I'm still questioning the thing about where it would have fallen on its own footprint because the you know the thing I've thought about before is like okay, did all of the beams of the top of the building burn evenly 
to where they all gave way at exactly the same time. I would think that that would be unlikely, especially since it happened with two buildings exactly the same way. Well, David would be right in that the way the building uh, was built and the structure of the building, the floor would fall altogether, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just from the weakness of the, the the way the the beams on the outside were connected to the beams, the core beams, the how many ever core beams there were, I want to say there was you know eighty or something like that. Yeah. But either way, um, my issue again is with the pancake theory is that you're going to see some resistance somewhere at some point, and that will slow down free fall speed. It, I, it looked like a controlled demolition all the way. It, it just it didn't it didn't look like what it, it looked like to me too. Yeah. So okay, we're at the break. Um, hour two. I, I I've got this Tucker Carlson video from his episode one of his new Twitter show. I want to play some of that. I want to make some comments about what he's saying. Um, and um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 20 